Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Benchtown TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy, Luke, and Kathleen. We are back with the newest installment of our Binge With Us series. Today, we'll be covering episode nine of Netflix's The Haunting of Bly Manor. Finale, guys, what do we think? Oh, baby. Everyone knows this is a me episode. I could watch a spinoff of Jamie and Danny for the rest of my life. So it hit completely for me. I understand that there was some things that people were missing. But for me, I was crying in the club. I watched it three times in a row. So I loved it. Jamie, I've been saying it in every episode I've appeared on for this podcast. She's been my favorite character for a while now. And she was the highlight of this episode. There was a lot of things that this episode did really well. But part of it, for me, there were some things that fell flat and there were some storylines that ended unsatisfied. They they just didn't satisfy me. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it was a hit. And if you were looking at this season in a vacuum and you were not comparing it to Hill House at all, I would have walked away saying this was amazing. That's the key, I think. That's totally the key. And that is how I decided to go into it. Yeah, I texted the group and I said, this is a Kathleen episode. (laughs) You know, so I liked it a lot. Like Luke was saying, if it's by itself, I thought it was a great season compared to Hill House. I think it was definitely worse. But when I say worse, you know, maybe don't say worse. I think Uh, we all agree this Bly Manor was good television. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we are inevitably going to compare it to Hill House because it's hard not to. And I think we all agree Hill House was better. We're all on good television versus great television. is how I like to think of it. But I even think this this season by itself is closer to great television than like a straight up good television show. You know, like I'm totally. Yeah, I'm saying like 10 versus 8.5 or something like I thought Hill House was yeah, I'm perfect. Listen, I'm so glad that at the end they said old Flora says that line. This is this was not a ghost story. It was a love story. It it totally changes the genre and lens you look at it through. I mean, it wasn't as scary and it wasn't as 
devastating and just haunting as the first season. Moving the characters from season one and putting them in two makes you already fall in love with the characters right off the bat. And I think that gives it a bump up. Oh, I, I just really loved it. I thought it, I thought it was great TV. I, I wouldn't put it in the good. I'd put it in the great. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm satisfied. I think I'm I'm closer to where Kathleen's at. I think Luke and Jimmy are kind of on the same page. Yeah. It's not not ready to to sing their praises for the season, but that's okay. You yeah. Know? And when we get to the end of this, we're going to be talking all of the things that left me feeling unsatisfied mm-hmm. and all the things that I think it did really well. But for the unsatisfied things, you guys devil's advocate me and then we'll talk about sure. it. Kathleen sure. already convinced me for some of my gripes off podcast and I already like it better. Yeah. Do you think that before we jump into it, do you think that one more episode making a 10 episode series would have closed some things for you? I think that it, they really rushed the ending of the actual story. I mean, let's just talk about that. By the time the blind matter stuff ended, it was like 20 episodes, 20 minutes in 15 minutes in out of a 55 minute episode. Yeah. Very quick. A lot of the characters didn't really get an ending. Like Luke is saying, I'm guessing that's what he's going to be talking about, too. If you would have made it 10 episodes and made that kind of... I don't know. If you could have, I don't know. Because it really was... It didn't really need to be long, but that doesn't mean that was a good thing either. When I was watching episode 9, I was thinking that the first... I think it's only 15 or 20 minutes before they leave Bly, and it starts going into more of an epilogue. Mm -hmm. That honestly could have been tacked on at the end of episode 8, and then they're the rest of it felt like an epilogue. So I, I'm I'm disagreeing that it should not be longer. I think 10 episodes would have made it worse in my eyes because mm. it already felt like eight plus a little bit, in my opinion. It didn't even feel that it filled all nine episodes up. I don't know. Yeah, the problem was, would be with pacing with eight because they I'm guessing they wanted eight to be mostly the, the lore mm-hmm. story. The epilogue and worked then, for me because the epilogue was arguably the biggest reveal of the entire show mm-hmm. is the young characters. Sorry, I'm including okay. everything post haunting, like the Jamie yeah. and Danny thing as the epilogue as well. Okay, gotcha. Just like the kind all... of happy story afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Of course, Danny, Danny's demise, quote unquote, is part of the core story and the haunting still. So technically... And it needed time. I, yes, sure. it fully yeah. did. And I cannot believe we got that. But I can't it, wait to talk it about it. It just felt like the story of Bly Manor was told in eight episodes plus 15 minutes. Totally agree with you. I agree. Yep. Let's jump in. Yeah, we ready to go. Let's the do it. The Beast in the Jungle. Yep. Yeah. Episode nine. I actually really liked the first scene. It's it's Mrs. Gross in this memory that we've seen of her interviewing Owen for the job at Bly Manor. And this is the first time that she's 100% completely self-aware. She's confident having this interview conversation with Owen and is talking to him like, you know, an old friend. Yeah. She's saying stuff like, what a life we would have had. Well, first off, she she says, I am dead. The parents are dead and the kids are in trouble, something like that. And then they start talking, what a life we could have had if I didn't die. It gets a little sappy, but I loved it because I, I mean, love Hannah and Owen. She finally says, I loved you. I, I should have told you, which is so, so sad. But I, I loved listening to her talk to him. I agree. She she had like this confidence and like airiness to her. I I really loved this. I didn't get to be on the last two episodes with you guys, and I was just wondering, at what point were you like 100% sure that they were into each other, actually? (laughs) Okay, so I called you guys out on the last episode because on our 3-4 podcast, which I just listened to recently, Paul says, I think... They made out at some point. I was like, there's no way they ever kissed. <laughs> oh, they well, did not I, yeah. kiss. The, uh, the, so the, here's what I, I think, think about. I think he was joking, but. Uh, uh, no, uh, no. 
he was legit. I was like, there's no way they get it. Was Hold on, let me get him on the phone real quick. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he didn't deny it yesterday. When he I brought up hand stuff. De- they they might have done hand stuff. Just no kissing. You don't have to Pretty kiss woman. That. But no, they obviously both loved each other, but they're so innocent. I think Brian said that yesterday. They're so innocent and just like sweet. It's almost a platonic love, but it really is. It's an intense, like... It's a romantic platonic Romantic love, platonic, if that makes yeah, but, any yeah, sense. The way that I was going about it when I first started watching the season is that she just seemed so much more wise. And, like, I'm not saying she, she looks, looks older or anything. She just seems like an older soul. So I just took it like she was not that it wasn't like that at first so it took me a little bit to go okay i guess they are really i want to piggyback off that because i agree with you it feels like the mature not the maturity level because owen's not immature right but like you're saying she's a motherly figure right so it feels like she's older owen is like the bachelor too like not even at all but but jamie makes the thing yeah. like everyone in town loves them at some point so they, they do kind of paint them early, in yeah. different lights with she's the motherly figure and he's like kind of this handsome cook that comes in and is like they also make it a point to emphasize that part of Hannah's story is wrapped up with her husband mm-hmm. who is still alive, which we find that out in the Hannah's episode. So I, maybe that took away from me thinking yeah. that there, that she was going to get a new love story while also introducing the old love story. That's kind of open-ended, even though they light the candle for him. I always thought they both loved each other, but just never said it out loud. Okay. Always. I think they have a crush on each other. Yeah. I don't and think it, it took g- her dying to realize like, Oh, that was more than just the crush. Mm-hmm. Like we, we love each other, you know? Yeah, I just thought for a while, and I guess I don't want to get it too long into this, but like I took it for a while that Owen was just being charming for her, like the first couple episodes. Because no. he acts like that to all of them at first. You know, he's making the jokes and being. I agree know. with that. Yeah. Okay. But eventually, but, I got oh, there and I was just like, okay. By it's episode more than that. three slash four that our podcast, I, it was hitting me. But I'm just saying in the beginning, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I saw it right away. Oh, you know me, I've so got good. that love lens. The, yeah. But but so this is, as Brian says, it's it's her anchor memory she's always in. So she's in this and she is woke at this point. She's no, she's dying and, or dead. And Owen kind of says, okay, you're not selfish enough to stay in this memory. Like, you got to get out there and help me out there. Don't help me in here. Help me out there. And then that's when she um, comes to. She just can't remain hidden in that memory. She's got to get out. Which takes us to the front of Bly Manor. (laughs) And we return to Danny being just absolutely dragged by the lady (laughs) in the lake. Yeeted. She's a strong chick. Yeah. Can we talk about how much (laughs) of a pussy that Peter is who just (laughs) dies by the end of the hallway while Danny gets dragged up multiple stairs? (laughs) That is my biggest gripe of this entire show (laughs) is that this bitch's MO is to grab someone's neck and kill them within five seconds. Yes. She does it with Henry. She snaps the plague doctor's neck we don't see the vicar um but he does it peter dies really really quick he does it with henry really really quick people die so so she kills you and she's dragging you the whole rest of her route is that how it is because i always thought peter died peter died in the in the water that's what i thought like i always thought she takes you to the water and drowns you because because he's in there yeah yeah yeah, well, no. at the same time, Henry was a ghost when he wasn't actually dead. He was dead. He, he just got dead. revived. Yeah, he was okay, dead. Okay, then, then I'm yeah, on your Peter, side. Yeah, like, I Peter agree. did die in Bly. Me yeah, too, yeah. yeah. 
I just, for some reason, always thought that most of the time she was dragging you to the lake to drown you. But yeah. you're right. I think every yeah. time it is snapping next. Snaps and the plague. The yeah. Most people do not die in the lake. The wow. bodies always come to the lake. Yeah, the kids, only the little kid. She, she yeah. drags the um, figment well, into the. Yeah, but she and, doesn't drag them. She hold, like, yeah, she yeah, holds like hair. Well, you know, yeah, um, I mean, I'm agreeing. I pointed them. it out because I called him a pussy Brian, and he is. And Mike Flanagan told her to keep to drag her into the house, though. So what does Mike Flanagan know? I'm kidding. Also, also to the pod, Mike. We're <laughs> big fan, big fan. We appreciate it. Also, really quick, I don't know when this wants to get brought up, but I just want to ask: She goes every couple of weeks from the lake to the bedroom to the lake. The parents are there for the summers for how many, however many years with the kids. She ever walk in on them and they're just like, "Oh shit, what's up, lady of the lake?" You're like. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, or the or just come back from their vacation and be like, "What's these muddy footprints coming to our goddamn marital bed?" You're right. I took nothing. I got nothing. People never really investigated that. <laughs> they just accepted. Oh, the kids are. It made being me so again. It made me so upset because Every now two weeks they do this. Now that we know that Hannah wasn't ghost woke, and she was actually didn't realize she was dead. Now that makes me more upset that she just kept dealing with one set of footprints, adult footprints. Every two weeks for the whole freaking summer. We can just say that Jamie is an unreliable narrator and she told a story that doesn't make quite as much sense. Yes, that's how you clean up all the plot. <laughs> it's <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. We're good. This show is flawless. That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's continue with this. Mrs. Gross is standing in the path of the Lady of the Lake, dragging Danny and is trying to muster up the courage to to yell, like, stop at her. And she's trying to confront this ghost. But the Lady of the Lake just phases right through her, literally phases through her like a ghost could do, and just keeps on going. Yeah, she's Hannah's in, like, whoa, baby. Yeah, she's in Terminator <laughs> mode. Not much is going to stop her. But the Lady in the Lake keeps dragging Danny up the steps of the foyer. Flora's screaming her head off, yeah. trying to save Danny mm-hmm. at this point. I do want to say that Paul was right and called this on our 7-8 episode. He yep. called that the way that Danny was going to get saved is that Flora was going to show herself and Viola was going to think it was Isabel. He called that straight up. So we're going with Viola? Viola. I <laughs> called her Viola the entire episode yesterday and now I'm yeah. calling her Viola. V. V. Oh, that's v. what we settled on. We actually did settle. <laughs> well, it was Theola for a while, and then V. No, wow, Theola, that's I like so that. Good. I like yeah. that. Theola. Flora is being so motherfucking brave here. When she hops on the bed and is like looking at her, being like, "No, no, please stop, please." Yeah. And Danny hits the ground like a ton of bricks. I mean, she drops her from just neck, waist high, neck, bop, bops her. Flora's being brave. Theola takes. Flora, like he, like she took the little boy yeah. sweetly instead of being like, you're dead. And then slowly, slowly walks her all the way out See, to the water. I would rather we, get my neck snapped than drown in the lake, though. A thousand percent. <laughs> do we want to attribute the fact that Theola rec- didn't not recognize uh, Flora, but had that reaction and it was slightly different than when she saw Figment because Flora was a girl? And that was a daughter because when she saw figment, we didn't see what she saw when she saw the figment. Like when she saw the little boy, she just saw the little boy. We didn't see what she was seeing through her eyes. We get to see that in this. She doesn't even have eyes. That is so true. But at that point, I think she had (laughs) the half eyes. I think she had the freaking scary. She wasn't even completely faded away. That that kind of makes sense then, because she expected. No, at that point, she said she expected to see a child. 
but she couldn't remember. Mm -hmm. And so she took it. So you're right. I mean, she shouldn't even be able to see Isabel, but it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but it's, it's whatever. So That's not something I'm worrying about. I like that she starts singing the Oh Willow Whaley song and then it and then it morphs into her like humming it like a monster because mm -hmm. she doesn't have a fucking mouth just like Perdita did earlier. Mm -hmm. What in... if Flora shushed her? <laughs> <laughs> now that we know that Perdita, is that how you say it? Yeah. Is she just always laying there in the attic? Did we? I, we talked about how devastating of a fate that is. Like God. she's literally just fucking. She do be we had days. a battle yesterday. It was me on Perdita's side and those two on. Uh, well, just me being in defense of Perdita. I yeah, we love that twist. That it was Perdita. That was such a good reveal for yep. me. Oh I yeah. Talk about it for the last episode. But uh -huh. That was fantastic. It was awesome. So w when they're walking out, they make it out of Bly Manor and they pass. Rebecca Jessel as a ghost, obviously, and Peter in Miles, not a ghost. Peter's in Miles is being a dick and is like, I gave you your freedom and you and you let it go. Like, blah, blah, blah. Classic. Flora, meanwhile, Classic is dick. calling out for Miss Jessel to help her. I guess she knows that Miles slash Peter just wouldn't and just knows that Jessel is her only friend. She right says now. Miles, too. She, she says Miss Jessel's Miles. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't hear her say Miss Miles. I have yeah. a quick question. Miles. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Miles. <laughs> Quick question. You, this might be called, well, I don't know. But so what is the difference between when Peter and Miles mix after he lets him in and is essentially going to walk off the property, right? Like that's the plan yeah. now yeah. that they're one. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between that and when Rebecca Jessel let him in when she was alive? Could he not, she not have walked off the property with him? They that's what I was thinking. Because if that was the case, why didn't he just, not drown her and walk off the property. Yeah. I think it's because he, he wanted his own body. That's the only rationale I can come up with is that he was so selfish that he wanted both of them to have their own bodies. Exactly and that. Completely the same. That's Even what I would have said. Like no matter what, they would have to be in equal position. Like their fates would we'll, be tied. We'll get to it because we never got to see someone do the until Danny did the it's you, it's you, it's me, it's us, whatever. And she was driving off Bly Manor. I'm like, don't get rejected. Don't get rejected. Oh, like, I, I thought her body too. was just going to be like thrown uh -huh. out. I thought the she was going to get stuck. That was what I thought was going to be her ending. Bly in the rear view. I was like, no, 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 yep. no, no, no. Yeah. Then they cut to the diner. And I was like, thank so, I mean, I was Christ. I was almost nine. I would say 99% yeah. expecting her to get just stuck. Just eat her out the fucking yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then it's Viola in, in Danny's body being like, yeah, what's, like what's good? <laughs> But we have the Lady of the Lake continuing on her warpath to the lake. And Henry arrives. He, he drives a car up the driveway. Hammer drunk. <laughs> truly. Flora and Lady of the Lake walking past the chapel and immediately runs towards them. Flora is calling for her Uncle Henry to help. Henry goes up and confronts <laughs> the Lady in the Lake. And that was a bad idea yeah. for Henry because he gets immediately yeeted. Like it hmm. ain't no Thing. Yeah, I was convinced that that was death. Yeah. Me too. And I, I was like, that's his storyline. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. I almost would have been fine with that. Me too. Only yeah. because the minute it happens and he's standing there watching over his body, he's like, oh shit. Yeah. It was almost comedy. Yeah. It was it was well done, I think. I really liked that. I mean, I'm glad at the end what actually happened, but I liked that part. I'm definitely a little upset that Smiley was not involved at all in this ending. Uh, his ghost, or not his oh, ghost, yeah. his like psychological, the, the smiley version. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't really 
matter. That was Hugh. It was his guilt. Hugh and Hot Mama. And that also gets that into the narrator being, yeah, the narrator being just Taking telling the creative story. liberties. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Henry's dead, so it would seem for now. And at this point in the episode, I think we were all convinced that was it, but he's just dead. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I thought, okay, maybe his ghost will have something to say. Mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah. I did not think his body was leaving that place. Meanwhile, we go back to the front yard of Bly, and Jamie and Owen are arriving on the scene. They Woo! both simultaneously <laughs> this night had horrible nightmares and just both felt compelled to drive to Bly. They knew something was up. They could just feel it. And Hannah's like, oh, no, why are you guys here? Like, not tonight. But then she says, they need you at the lake. So they start rushing down. This is the last, besides when Hannah's talking to Henry, like this is the last time Owen gets to actually see her, which is so sad because Mm -hmm. she's just like, go, go, hurry, hurry. Like they didn't even get a goodbye, which is really sad to me. So as we continue, we have the Lady of the Lake is taking Flora, starting to wade actually into the water, holding Flora. And Miss Jessel is following behind (sighs) in tow. And I, my notes here just say, I love this Miss Jessel scene, how she is just so nurturing and comforting. I have the quote. She says, I'll feel it for you. I'll just tuck you away one last time. Go ahead, love. You let me handle this part. Just let me in. So on one hand, RJ knows what it feels like to get drowned. Like Peter left her to, yeah. to face that. Lo- and the fact that she's willing to do it for Flora, too, is really sweet. But at the same time, you got to owe her this. Well, you yeah. got her into this. Okay, like you so, do owe her this a little bit. So let me ask you a question Didn't make about- it any less sweet. And I and I did shed a tear at this point because it was sad. But come on, RJ. Let me ask you a question about our nurturing Miss Jessel. At what point do you think she was actually going against Peter? If she was going with the plan at all, then I don't like I her. think as soon as they start bringing the kids into it she's probably like no well that's what i'm saying because that's the plan the whole time she didn't know the specifics of the plan i think and then as it was being carried out she started understanding what it would entail and i mean she couldn't get out of it right away and be like peter we're not doing this because peter's a sociopath it would be dangerous but she was against it i think once she found out that it would damage the kids okay that's where my head's at yeah i mean that's fine i just thought she knows that he sandbagged or he she knows that he doesn't have any good intentions. So I just feel like I mean, we already know that there's a toxic relationship and she loved him and this and that. And it was hard. It's hard to get away from him. But I took it as she was. That's the problem. I didn't know exactly when hmm. she switched to the kid's side or she never was on Peter's side because if she was ever on Peter's side, then I just don't like her. I don't know if it's one of those things where she kind of had to go with it to protect Flora, because if she's like, that's no, fine. I'm yeah. not on you, blah, 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 then he can just wreak havoc. As long as she's around, she can kind of monitor Peter. So did you she guys just toss him aside? And did you guys talk about in the last episodes at all, like that we find out that she's she is possessing Flora at times? Yeah. yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you think that she was possessing her when she needed to, like, keep her safe or see that's a good question i i had to rewatch again for my third rewatch <laughs> I, it's um, it's a lot harder to tell when she's being possessed the only one i definitely know is when she's singing at the lake in the very yeah. first episode Ooh. and she says what song this is a little uh argument we got into yesterday a fun one in episode seven when flora is talking to danny when she's tied up and she says you couldn't hear her but she told me to pretend do you think rebecca was in her or do you think Rebecca just like disappeared herself so Danny couldn't see her? That, what did you that disappeared one. herself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, see, I was wrong there. Otherwise, why would she have to tell her to pretend? Because Miss Jessel could would just, just be, do the actions. Yeah. 
there would be no pretending because it would be Miss Jessica. I didn't know that the ghosts could be like, okay, I'm going to turn your vision on and your vision off. (laughs) I'm going to make it so Brian can see me and Luke cannot. (laughs) Like, it's just weird. So I assumed that she was like, I'm going to take over your body, but we're not going to do the, this is, it's you, it's me, it's us. We're going to do the, I'm just going to take you over for like a hot second and just, and and pretend like I'm taking you over for forever. But we already know that when that happens, they don't remember who are, the person being possessed doesn't know what's going on during and, it during yeah. it. So meaning when she has the conversation with Danny and says, she told me, see, to I, pretend. I took the pretend as the it's you, it's me. It's us. Not the, hmm. uh, not the pretend as Pretending I'm you're possessed. Yes. So the other thing that I, that is interesting now that you say that going back a little bit is I assume that if you're being visible, you have to be visible to everybody because why else wouldn't, why else would Danny see Miss Jessel? on the bed because we talked about that because yeah. I was on that episode, but I think I'm going to contradict myself and say that they can selectively choose. <laughs> no, I disagree. People. I She's think like, bop, 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 count settings. I think it was, it might, <laughs> Ghost have, mode. it might have been five, six when we talked about it, but I think that it was a directorial decision to make her stand in positions where only Flora could see her when we were seeing her on the screen. And there was never situations where Danny and her would have been looking yeah. at her if she was there. So I think it's it was purposeful. And as the ghost, you know, how we saw Peter kind of grow and learn to use quote unquote ghost abilities, they yeah. learn to do those kind of things. So Yeah, but there is a there is a situation where now that I'm thinking about it, where they're talking about Peter when she's saying, Have you ever let Peter in the house? They're showing Danny's back shoulder and Flora's looking over it and it's showing us behind Danny and she's not there. Miss Jessel. That confused me. What yeah. You said, but. Okay. But it, they didn't need to show the audience. <laughs> but, but I'm saying if Danny turned around in the moment that Flora was looking over the shoulder, uh, that it would have been there because that would have ruined the twist. Okay. That's okay. just how I see it. But yeah. again, it's kind of up for interpretation, right? Yeah. Yeah. We also decided that it really has no effect on the plot of this. Yeah. TV show, exactly. But it was just. I just wanted to know what you thought. I like that people sure. interpret things differently. It's cool. Okay, so yeah, it's the first time that in this episode that we get the it's you, it's me, it's us. And it's so sweet. She lets RJ in and Flora gets tucked away into a memory with Charlotte in bed. It's so sweet. They're just hugging. It's cute that you get one little last Charlotte memory because I I really liked Charlotte. I wish we got more background on her. She seemed cool. For what it's worth, I like Dominic as well. Thought he was a well-written character. Me too. Mm, Shit-eating grin. <laughs> <laughs> Owen and Jamie kind of are running towards the lake obviously and they run past henry's dead body and really quick they make the split decision oh and you're going to stay and do cpr jamie's going to continue ahead to run to the lake see what's up there then we get this hot mama voiceover owen tried to breathe life into henry who hovered between life and death soon flora would find herself dream hopping endlessly at Bly, and it would have all gone that way had not the au pair in that critical moment said what she said something she did not entirely understand but something she felt in her bones she had to try and that's where we get danny wading into the lake and screaming at the lady in the lake it's you it's me and it's us wow can't believe i fucked up the quote (laughs) it's you it's me it's us and Viola does a full 180 and turns back at <laughs> Danny. And they just have this like really long staring contest where it's With you, it's me eyes. and us. It's going on in the background. Two eyes between them. And it's yeah. a little little celestial. And then we go back to Owen doing CPR. And that, that was a scene. Yeah, it's yeah. a very kind of beautiful moment where Viola turns around. She's like, 
are you sure? Like, are you really going to do this? No one's ever, no one's ever let me in before. Before we go any further, Danny and Jamie's actresses just carried this whole series, Mm. I think. I mean, God, and uh, I mean, they're all amazing, but especially this episode specifically, I mean, what Danny all the time, Jamie in the, in the end scenes, my fucking God, I mean, just dealing with Danny fucking hell. Victoria Pedretti. Hot Mama Jamie as well. Hot Mama Jamie. I'm going to be real with you. I think the acting was carried by the kids. Flora and Miles killed it. Miles was acting as an adult. Flora killed it. Sidebar. Speaking of Flora, we're going to get my goddaughter Remy to watch this show because Flora plays Peppa Pig. That was her only. Oh yeah, I know. Big. <laughs> let's get let's get Remy to watch this show. <laughs> I thought for some reason that was gonna. I didn't know where that was going. I was like, why are we having our three year old niece watch Blind Matter? Because of Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Yeah. So the next thing that happens yeah. is we flash back to Henry's dead body and Owen's resuscitating him. And we before that actually goes through and works, we have Henry's ghost talking to to Hannah. And this is where Hannah realizes it's pretty much her last opportunity to tell Henry anything she wants to say to Owen. And what is it she says? Does someone have the quote? When he checks the well, please tell Owen I'm sorry. Tell him I love him. And the rest is, well, it's just. And then blanks out. Do you think she was going to say confetti? (laughs) I lost my mind at that part. I was like, say confetti. Ah!" That's a Hill House reference for anyone who doesn't get that. Brian Mr. looks Dave. like he doesn't get that. No, I get it. I just didn't think it until right now. That's awesome. Though. Yeah, Do you the think rest that's is just, oh, 100%. They had so love many that. parallels. It, whether yeah. it's just a phrase or whatever it is, they did it on purpose. That's and awesome. I love, perfect. Rebecca, that I was like my favorite that. Hill House scene is now like breaking it down yeah. for him at the end. But Rebecca does have a slight little scene right before that that she says, do you feel that? Because they can tell like the curse is being lifted or yeah. whatever, whatever it is, hurt the gravity. Yeah, baby. And I loved the transitional scene of it going throughout all of Bly Manor and quickly going to each of the ghosts. Yeah, it shows the plague doctor is there and then it passes a beam and then he's not there anymore. And it just it just addresses all the ghosts at the mm-hmm. manor, you know, and it, it does a good job at that. We have Peter sincerely apologizing to Miles, who doesn't say a goddamn thing back, doesn't owe him shit. At I this wouldn't point. either. I'd be like, neither would I. Yeah. Peter probably knows he's so in the wrong, but just wanted to show some sort of remorse. Like, I don't think Peter was like an evil guy to his core. He was just kind of a crook. He was a, a weird character, know? man. They he gave really him the backstory was. with the, the bad mom. father yeah. and then also the mom blackmailing him. So you have sympathy for him but then also he's been a piece of shit the whole time if they would have just not have him do the possession thing with rebecca that then he might have been a little bit better to me that whole scene with the killing her no well that but I'm no i'm talking about the whole thing before when he was like you took you let him you licked his batter oh, and you, batter and that was the worst oh, scene wait. yeah that totally yeah sucks. that was awful so like if you just made him actually love her then he would have had something and he does. He's just yeah, possessive, he's, and he's just yeah. one of those ah, fucking possessive. toxic masculinity baby. Yeah. Ever heard of it? I don't. I just yeah. Anyway, so you get to see all the ghosts. They're going through. Henry's alive, et cetera, et cetera. Danny is absolutely glitching out at this point. She's just saying, "It's us. It's us. It's us." Close up to her face. Jamie's like, oh, "You're good. I got you." But it's 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 a lot. 
for sure. So Another this hot is, mama overvoiced. Do you have this? I love it. I, I, <laughs> I write it as overvoice every time because I of you. I do. So we have a couple things happening while this voiceover is going on. But it goes, the au pair invited Viola into herself and the invitation had been accepted. In that instant, the spell that Viola had cast over Bly was broken and all of the spirits trapped in her gravity were released. We get, you know, Henry kind of comforting the kids and Owen and Jamie finally visit Miss Gross in the well. So Owen gets that closure and confirmation. The voiceover continues. The next day, Owen assisted five men from town while they gently lifted the housekeeper's body from the well. It was assumed she died accidentally, an unfortunate stumble. In the days that followed, a calm settled over Bly. And we get kind of people just settling into their their normal routines following all this haunting BS, you know? Henry is back in Bly Manor. He's given the kids the sort of uncle parent treatment yeah it's, he's he's accepted that he's their yeah. guardian but he always was is he just over the banishment yeah it's pure guilt his his doppelganger is absolutely pure guilt of his his brother and his the love is like dying because of him basically like the the only reason they went on that trip is because of him and but my question is why is the guilt gone because they need someone to take care of them at this point i think i think he what this broke is, it is them really in need. He said, do not call me unless they are someone is dying or whatever. Wow. And I, just happened as, to be. I counted as he he went back to Bly. He confronted his demons, yeah. if you will. Like he addressed the family issues through the kids who are his only living. Didn't help much he, in the situation. Well, I, he, I took, he gave his life. Didn't kind help of. much. I, 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 yeah, I totally took didn't. it as the moment was when he finally picked up the phone and called and it was dead. And he said, I'm driving. Hey, you know what? He did help because if you remember, the lady in the lake was like that close to being completely submerged. Wouldn't have been able to hear Danny. My hands are very close together for those of you at home that can't see. (laughs) And had he not sacrificed himself for that extra 10 seconds of getting yeeted, Mm -hmm. they would have been under the water. That's so true, Tags. So quick question. Do we just attribute the phone not ringing and it being cut and forcing Henry to drive to Bly Manor as just the Bly's essence pulling him back to the this final fight, quote-unquote? Come why home, did, Henry. Why was the phone not ringing? That never got an answer. There's, I still think there's a good amount of stuff that didn't get answers. I don't really yeah, there, care. There were not to like belittle that. Well, I just am like, I mean, we, we that did. was like half his storyline for the entire season so was, was calling them and I, it just I, doesn't. I would be okay with that because we touched on that Jamie and Owen showed up just because they had a dream and a feeling about it. So, yeah. yes, I think yeah. there is some pool. Also, on. Owen did it earlier in the season when he showed up after his mom's funeral just because he had a feeling. Remember, he was driving. Yeah. 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 100%. So, as we continue, like Luke said, we have Henry embracing this new guardian role this hands-on more parenting more than uncle approach to the kids and the voiceover from hot mama continues it's more about owen this time after the housekeeper's body was taken from the well some in the village said that the cook rode with her all the way to the corner and there he insisted on cleaning her himself which he managed with a soft towel soap scented with lavender and the greatest of care he stayed at her side until she was buried and he loved her the whole way I'm told, and I believe, that he loves her still. Mm. Wow, he is lighting a candle for it in the chapel. Yeah. Yeah, I was tearing up at this scene. This, like, I just really liked Owen and Mrs. Gross. Loved. And they yeah. were not the love story of this, but 
the piece great. there that I love is I'm told and I believe yeah. that he loves her still. That's Jamie. <laughs> you know, it, it carries some weight coming from Jamie. Honestly, brave of him. You know what? This is um kind of a nod to his iZombie character because he was a coroner in iZombie, so it makes Ooh. sense. But him cleaning a week weeks old dead body was, is Ick Town City. I was just shaking my head when you were telling that 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 quote or saying that quote because haunting series just likes like Cheryl had to clean the, to clean. Also, up. who would ever let him do that? Who? Yeah. That's not allowed. He's just like, let me in. I want a cleaner, man. Just <laughs> let me cleaner. It's <laughs> like, sir, please leave. <laughs> But I do love that voiceover. It's so sweet. This next transition is Danny. She's super zoned out. Great acting by focusing on her multicolored eyes yeah. now. Our girl, notorious VIP. Wait, she had multicolored eyes at this point. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I didn't notice them. So they focus on it. Stupid Shit. idiot. Ever since Viola or uh, Theola joins her, she has two different color eyes for the rest of the season. I'm so Seriously. stupid. Oh my gosh. I, um, for the was... record, the first time I watched it was on a phone, and the second time I watched it, it was through tears in my eyes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching with my roommate, and I was like dumb question but she hasn't always had two different colored eyes has she's like nah dude i have expected when i said that you guys were gonna be like she fucking had that since the first episode so nah. i'm like she didn't have eyes at all did she <laughs> 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 jamie and danny's acting here is fucking amazing and jamie's kind of saying are you okay because danny's so zoned out danny has this voiceover not voiceover she literally says it uh i feel her in here so quiet not peaceful etc cetera, etc cetera. it's it's really it's a lot sad. of the symbolism that links yeah. up with the name of the episode the beast in the jungle yep just talking about how she's going to take me eventually she's waiting in uh, whatever she says she's just she's she says just, i'm walking through this dense overgrown jungle and i can't really see anything except the path in front of me but i know there's this thing hidden this angry empty lonely beast it's watching me and this is my favorite part matching my movements because it's literally inside of her just being her and like biding its time yep. and waiting to take over jamie does her best to comfort her and i think she did a noble job that pinky swear Come on. I love you. Do you want, do you want company? <laughs> oh, you wait for your beast in the jungle. I love her. Yeah, I, I really love these two. From here on out, Jamie is absolutely down for all the weirdness Danny has mm -hmm. to offer, which is insane and amazing. At some point, it starts to get a, like a little bit bit on the selfish side of Jamie, which I do not blame her for, for just in the way like when they're, they're in the bathtub scene. And Danny's like, I am not myself. I don't even feel like myself. And Jamie's like, not yet, not yet. And that's, of course, right before Danny actually yeah. bounces. Not in a blameful, selfish way. I just think that Jamie just loved her so fucking much that she's like, I'm down for anything you got to throw at me and we'll get there because the the next um, 30 minutes of television mm. is all Danny and Jamie, which I will live in for the rest of my life. <laughs> so before it's just Danny and Jamie, though, we do get... Danny and Jamie saying goodbye to Henry and the kids for the last time at Bly. And everybody's going to America. Henry is taking the kids to America. Danny and Jamie are going to America at first, but they don't really know what their plan is. They want to travel and go on an adventure. Flora gives Danny back the talisman of her, which so I love. Cute. Yeah, so cute. You <laughs> must have it. And Henry has this really good quote. He says, I don't know how I can ever thank you talking to Danny. I'm just so goddamn lucky on I like, where would we be? We wretched people without the generosity of our betters and luck and luck. Yeah, I loved that without. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Us, us wretched people. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm there. 
I'm wretched. And then we get Jamie and Danny in their car about to pull out. Ooh. Jamie hits her with a you all right, Poppins. <laughs> I love Poppins. The Me best too. toy nickname for a significant other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is where I thought she was going to get yeeted yep, out of the car. I, I was so scared. Were you guys scared at it all? It wasn't even a thought. In my I mind. thought. Luke? Yeah, I, I thought there was going to be a chance, but because of the way that they had the camera, like it made it definitely was misleading. I think yeah. they did that on purpose. And they could have ended it like that, but there's always the metaphor of like leaving Bly Manor in your rearview mirror. Like we're getting out of here. And that's what they did. But I was like, she's about to get eat it. But this is cool because this is the first time we see somebody get fully um, converged with somebody else in the it's you, it's me, it's us thing and leave the premises. So we know that that is possible because I was not sure. So I like that confirmation. And we know now that she lifted the haunting or whatever the spell when they went together so i think that's part of it too what do you mean when they went together we already he already did that in the voiceover that the gravity like the right so that you the me it's us like all this the ghosts go away so i think that has to do with the fact that's why she can leave with the ghost in her i I don't i'm not even sure that if miles and flora were miss jessel and peter that they could have just walked oh, out while the lady of the was still alive i disagree with that i i think peter knew peter was only so confident in the plan because he knew it would work but there's also yeah, but this, it, there's also the angle where maybe peter was doing it so him and jessel could just have a permanent body on blind manor that they can touch and be people no, i don't like that no i don't like that i mean that's going but, off your point yeah it? no i mean i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just saying they're, yeah. they're just little siblings, siblings. Yeah. yeah that is oh. so fucked up I, we even they could just hang out yeah no that's what exactly I, I, I took it like that too yeah oh whoa i yeah. guess there's a couple ways you can interpret that yeah because we never get a real answer Ew. because by the time someone leaves with a possession the like, curse, the curse is already broken okay fair yeah. enough I always interpreted that that they would have been able to leave, but I always thought that was the difference between just possessing someone and the it's you, it's me, it's us. Like that's the whole thing, but maybe not. Yeah, who knows? All right, so our next scene Hmm. is we're going to finally go to America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we have Jamie and Danny eating in a diner, talking. This seems to take place weeks to a month after sure. the Bly incident. Mm-hmm. And they drove all the way to America. Yeah, just it took sh- weeks. Whipped it over there. <laughs> <laughs> whipped it right over the um, fucking Pacific Atlantic. They start talking <laughs> and Jamie is bringing up the idea of what they're going to do for Christmas. And the way that Jamie's talking about it, it's implied that it's a couple months down the road. Danny is basically having PTSD from having Theola trapped inside her so she doesn't want to think about it like that she's taking it as jamie goes on to say day by day right because she doesn't know when this whole thing could blow up and she could just lose her entire mind yep so that's going to be the whole dynamic that their relationship's based on from here on out oh yeah one one day at a time is the theme and she says as long as those days are with you poppins one day at a time is all we've got it's what everybody's got when it comes down to it. that's a damn big sacrifice to make for flora and miles just to not remember Jamie and Danny ever again, pretty much. Well, we'll get to that. I want to deep dive into that. Now we get this really, really sweet montage and you find out it's one year down the line. Like they say, days turn to months. Now it's one year. They're at this flower shop. Sweet, sweet Jamie gets her a moonflower. Oh, you better stop (laughs) with that moonflower. And she has this quote that's fucking amazing. And I was seeing this quote on memes from The Haunting, and I was like, I cannot wait for that line to hit. So I already Mm. knew it was coming because I follow every single haunting, everything. But she says, 
I've got a problem, or rather, we've got a problem, Poppins. And mm-hmm. Danny's face is like, oh, no, what? Like, it's almost like she knew she was going to say something sweet. And then she says, you see, I'm not sick of you at all. I'm actually pretty in love with you, it turns out. And I'm like, the face on Danny after she says that. And then we get really cute kissing. They go in the back. Um, my chest is like bursting with this scene. I love it. Could you imagine if Kathleen wasn't on this episode? I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, we have a female potter. Uh, Us, we would just say, so they hook up yeah. a couple years <laughs> past. The bang, the bang. The bang, the bang. So we get a voiceover. One year became two, three, four, five years would pass and there was peace. This love, love, love montage kind of ends with them snugging in bed. It's really cute. There's another voiceover that says, at long last, deep within the au pair's heart, there was peace. That peace held for years, which was more than some of us ever get. And then it's straight. So you're you're supposed to assume like it's years later. She's bopping around having a normal day and she's about to go into the flower shop and she sees Theola's Mm. reflection in the window. And then it disappears and she could see Jamie just like smiling so big and Danny kind of she takes it in stride I'm glad we're past the days where every time she would see specs in a mirror she just screamed her face off like some bad luck reflections I know exactly and it's supposed to be a one big metaphor but yeah I don't. I could keep going. If do you what want you gotta to. do because. Do you have anything to say about? No, what's I, I wanted to break you up because I know you're gonna probably take the. You should probably take the proposal scene. So that's why <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was thinking where to chime in, but there's nothing <laughs> that fucking happens. Yeah, it's one big we montage. Get, I really like the. So the next is Danny and Jamie in the kitchen, right? Yeah. And Danny moseys in. I I love how this is probably just the dynamic of who she is as a person. And Jamie, she says, "I found this plan on the street and I wanted to save it." Jamie's like, "Give it here, Poffins. Like, let me take a." <laughs> look and she digs through the dirt and there's a ring in the roots and do you have what she says of course i do but i but i just like it because to me it was more that are you saying that's danny's personality to want to save a plant oh yeah because that's... i'm saying danny purposely did that because jamie's a gardener and that's what she does so she's like well it was yeah the, it was the added oh thing. totally the more nurturing kind of motherly of the two i would say and she's the gardener yeah know? i mean it makes jamie's face light right up when she she's like yeah. give it here like She's trying to be sassy about it, but she's like, I'll save the fucking plant. Yeah, See if it. you can salvage the sauce. So, yeah. <laughs> so, she she's shite, she's <laughs> shite at cooking yeah, still. How shite. many years have I been in this kitchen? I'm still shite at cooking. Okay, so she pulls the ring out and she's kind of confused and turns to Danny. And Danny says, here's the thing. Danny, why is there... Here's the thing. You're my best friend. And I love my life. And I don't know how much time we have left. But however much it is, I'm going to spend it with you. And I know we can't technically get married, but I also don't really care. We can wear the rings and we'll know. Okay? And that's enough for me. If it's enough for you. I reckon that's enough for me. Jamie is just like beaming. This acting is perfect. I need someone to say, you're my best friend and I love my life to me. I did not envision such a happy moment back when the, I think it's the second night after they, the Jamie and Danny hook up and B times. I know you mentioned it when we were talking about the episode, 
Danny was going to ask Jamie to stay another night at Bly, and she said, eh, not tonight. There's many nights to come. Mm-hmm. And what your comment was, was that scared you. You thought haunting was going to happen, and there was not going to be many more nights. How Dead. could you picture that five years later, we're here in this moment, the proposal happens? Unbelievable. I did not think we were going to get this. Nah. This whole time when we get the we refer to it as the epilogue. I just keep thinking to myself, all right, I'm glad like Jamie and Danny are okay and they're happy and they're in love, but like someone's got to get freaking haunted. (laughs) I need some more haunting. I liked the slow burn of of this haunting. Um, I I mean, think about it. So when we got the Haunting of Hill House, the epilogue for that was two minutes long. It was one song's worth of a, of a voiceover with Luke on his two-year soberversary and all these different mm-hmm. things. We, we don't know where they're at. What the fuck are the cranes doing? I don't know. But we got years and years and years and years of these people. Only I thought that two. was incredible. Well, I guess Owen. But really, we don't get anything about Miles and Flora. We just know Flora's getting married. What do you mean we don't get anything? I mean, we don't get anything about Miles. We get a lot. Flora's old actress had an amazing scene. That was like a lit-ass scene. But you don't know. All you know is she gets married. You all know you know is that she's completely fucking normal. Cool, American. Adorable and in love. She's so in love. I would say we'll that's, get to it. I would say that's kind of the point. Like... Flora and Miles are pretty well removed yeah. from all the other main characters of this story. So Danny's sacrifice was worth it. Yeah, 100%. That's this next scene coming up. So just to get back to the proposal really quick, you can tell that when they're hugging, Jamie is so over the moon, and Danny is obviously happy too, but she looks worried. Like She's like... She, she knows. She knows, she it's knows it's, it's the end is near. Then we flash to, and I'm going to let one of the boys take over because I've been talking for 10 minutes straight, a batter place. <laughs> All right, right off the bat, I love the name of the restaurant. It's so Owen. He's it's the dad jokes. It's an homage to Hannah. I just love every second of it. It's Jamie and Danny visiting Owen's newly opened restaurant, a batter place. And he he's just saying, like, I remember how badly it got her referencing the dad jokes until she would finally have to laugh. And nothing was better than that woman's laugh. Uh, and so it's good. just confirming Owen is still always has been in love with Hannah and I love that ship but they start shifting the conversation to talking about Henry Miles and Flora Owen says that they visited within the past year they visited him at the new restaurant on their holiday and says that Flora came with her boyfriend who she's absolutely smitten with you know we think they're gonna be the two that get married and it's also revealed that... Wow, that kid, just hit me right now. Yeah, it hit me on the second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be a completely different boyfriend. The, Everyone had something no, smitten with no, their boyfriend. They totally no. would not. Yeah, I mean, the they one. took him to fucking over the across the pond yeah. Uh, yeah. for an adventure. So. But she's... Yeah, I mean, she's like 17 or 18. That's but, a... But to bring your boyfriend on a vacation across to yeah. Europe is a big old yeah. step. This conversation did a lot for me in terms of how we're going to talk about the series as a whole. It really was needed because of all the wedding scenes we're going to get at the end of this episode at how Flora and Miles, Owen goes on to say, do not remember anything supernatural about Bly Manor. They remember it roughly as the summer home that they would go to. So I do have the quote. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. So they recognize Hannah's picture, but only as the woman who stayed there with them sometimes. The details and specific moments and fear that we thought would eat away at them has just faded away. All that's left is the shape of it. Bly was their summer home. They used to live there when they were children. And that's the extent of which they recall their time at Bly. They don't remember any of the horror, 
horrific stuff, you know? I love that because I even I've only been on two of these episodes, but I'm thinking when they show Flora seeing Rebecca Jessel scream as a ghost at her dead body in the water. I'm like, how are you not the most fucked up human? And not to keep comparing to Hill House, but Nell and Luke did not have the luxury of forgetting their entire childhood was. And they died. Well, Luke didn't die for it, but they suffered greatly for it. Nell died for it. It's such an interesting, sweet turn that this took that the kids do not remember it, but the adults do, which is fine. But the, the fact that the kids don't remember it is incredible. I and love I want to say that that has to be chalked up to a, this this essence of Bly itself, like being supernatural reason that they don't remember. That's it, what right? I was going to ask. Like, as long as we're on that page, because if so, not, then the show sucks. Right. So it's, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> it's you. It's me. It's us. The the spells lifted. And now the kids don't remember. Is that where we're at? It doesn't have to be specifically that, but I yes, mean, it's just, I still think there's problems with it because why do they remember Owen just because they went to visit him? Well, that's what they say. They say that they don't even really remember Hannah. They just right recognize her. So it's not like that they're remembering her personality. I don't know. So right? I'm saying, why would they even? I mean, unless Henry's like, let's go visit Owen. They're just like, who's this guy? I kind of remember him. Just but they, Owen and Hannah should be the same. Hannah saw them more. I agree. This this part doesn't really add up, and yeah. I, I think it's best to just chalk it up to the supernaturalness of the yeah. house. Maybe kids just burying, uh, burying some recessed memories. Like it might not be super clean, but if they didn't put this in, no, this needs, show would have been terrible. Yeah, the, yeah, the adults be bear it so the kids don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so in this scene, Danny does see the reflection of. Viola in the water jug, which freaks her out kind of for the rest of the dinner. And Jamie notices it, which is a good transition into the next scene when they're back in the kitchen. And Jamie's kind of like, we going to talk about this because I can tell you're off like something's off here. And and Danny's kind of not saying anything. She's doing the dishes, looks down in the reflection and sees V and drops the plate. And it is like at this point, I was starting to feel so sad for Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew the route that this was going to go. It was pretty obvious since the first time she saw the reflection, but it was, it was starting to heat up and escalate very quickly. And I knew at this point we probably had one or two more scenes max with them being happy. So I was just kind of sitting back, just hoping for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately it was on the lower end of that one or two scenes because the exact next scene we have Jamie coming in with their civil union papers. So Mm -hmm. their union is officially civil. But the bathroom is flooding and Jamie runs in to find Danny just staring at an overfilled bathtub and, you know, staring back at Viola's reflection. And it's just sad. Danny is really just withering away and she's not doing so hot. Yeah, Danny is fading away. She says, I see you in front of me. I feel you touching me. And every day we're living our lives. And I'm aware of that, but I don't feel it all the way. And she's even saying to the point where she's like, I'm not scared of her even anymore. I'm just kind of, it's just getting harder and harder to see me. I'm just waiting for her to take it over. Maybe I should just let it. Yeah, she says, maybe I should just accept that. Mm -hmm. And Jamie's telling her, you know, keep on fighting. If you can't feel anything, then I'll feel for the (laughs) both of us. But nobody's going anywhere. Like not today. Then there's a pause and Danny hits her with something that would freak me the fuck out. She says, what if I'm sitting here next to you, but I'm really just her? Like, mm, stop. <laughs> yeah, that's... that completely manifests partially in the next scene. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Jamie does say one more one day at a time, which I like. They keep repeating that one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Pop ins. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad. And yeah. Yeah. Luke, do you want to take us sure, to the next the, scene? Later that night is presumed they are peacefully asleep in each other's arms. And you knew it was coming when it started focusing on Danny's eyes and it got closer and closer. And she basically just opens her. Does she have a flash or does she open her eyes? And she's basic and she's in the same position that hot, hot mama from hill yeah. house <laughs> with, young, with yeah. young hugh is she where she without the screwdriver eyes but you kind of see her like shift in bed it's almost like when ted like takes on the blitz <laughs> in the bed when he's like sleeping not at all like that but like she kind of i don't just, know like, is that like a, mary mother oh i thought you're talking yeah. making a ted reference like a, the bear the blitz yeah <laughs> i hope we have a lot of an audience that watches him yum uh, i digress the gentleman uh what were we even so talking about she danny wakes up almost with her hand around jamie's throat oh what i wanted to say was there was a flash to someone's arm coming through the water to, to jamie's neck Jamie. yeah so uh, whose pov is that i think it's it's V's POV. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Breaking through gotcha. to finally take control gotcha, of Danny. Gotcha. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what that metaphor was. And Danny yeah. realizes right away that Jamie's safety is now compromised just by being around her because that because in the last scene when she said I could just be here at any moment, that moment is happening right, right in that second. And right on cue, we get our hot mama voiceover. The au pair knew the moment had come. The beast had lurked indeed, and the beast at its hour had sprung. And she could not risk the most important thing, her most important person, not for one more day. And so the gardener found herself back at Bly Manor one last time. Oh, baby. She is marching to that water. Mm. Dives in. She's swimming and swimming and sees Danny in this hot black dress. All of a sudden, she's (laughs) in a hot black dress. Like, come on, girl. She's the new lady in the lake. Love it. She's screaming. She's doing the you me, us screaming. It's so fucking sad. She's trying. And I love this voiceover. The gardener said the words she'd heard those years ago. She willed it with everything she had. You, me, us, us. Take me with you, she cried in her heart. Take me, drag me down like you did the others. But the lady in the lake was different now. The lady in the lake was also Danny. And Danny wouldn't. Danny would never. In fact, no one would ever be taken again. And no one has been taken to this day. I've been thinking about the water in the first scene of episode one with Hot Mama for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm pissed that it, even at this part, I was just starting for it to click. Right. I can't believe we didn't recognize it when Danny was seeing it all. Did you pick up on it earlier I, this episode? I, I did, you yeah. I, I only picked it up because... I think I was the one who was saying it in the first episode of the pod, so I just wanted to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just yeah. like thinking. You did snipe that. Yeah. You, you said it was going to mean something. And it totally did. So our girl, Danny, took on the burden of being the new lady in the lake. And V is still in her as well, but she's kind of bogging her down. Do you think like they're both in there together, but because Danny is taking control. She's not being evil. So they say in the voiceover that Danny's walking around Bly. Yeah. Yeah. So she's just walking around by herself because there's not even any other ghosts now. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, damn. I know. That's terrible. Our girl doesn't deserve that. We cut to 
old Jamie, which we now know. California, 2007. California, 2007. She's like, sorry, that was so long. LOL. I know I just liked the night before your wedding and I just told a, a, a nine episode long story. But, yeah. The, um, <laughs> the groom is like, God damn it. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. So this rando. <laughs> we don't even know this lady. This rando wedding guest says, so is it true? Hot mama just goes, which part? <laughs> which is basically saying, and then she says, um, if if I want to go to Bly Manor, would I see her? Something something along those lines. And I expect that if you were to fly to England, you would find no manor with that name. Yes. Yeah, so basically, Hot Mama, aka Old Jamie, is an unreliable narrator. She changes things for the story, and this is kind of where I just want to say that for me, when we get the reveal that these people are Owen and Flora and Miles and Jamie and Henry and Henry and that they don't look anything alike and they and they're whatever it is to me it's just a dramatization so Jamie is telling this story and taking creative liberties wherever she can these are just kind of actors quote unquote the Jamie and Owen that we love are the actors quote unquote playing the part so just because Flora's accent is, I mean, she was eight when she left America, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be exact. Hot Mama and Jamie's accent doesn't have to be exactly the same Cockney accent. It could just be, you have to just take it as it is, which is what I had to think that through to say, okay, now that makes sense. Cause I was like, that doesn't look anything like Owen. What the fuck? And that then I was like, wait, okay. makes a lot of sense. And it, it also made me appreciate the ending a lot more because I was having the issue that I was, doing some you know extra reading on this episode after i finished the series because you're always craving more online and people were figuring it out and some information that they came across was earlier in the episode when they were talking about christmas jamie and danny they mentioned going to vermont that's like a piece of the puzzle and what happens when danny finally gets the civil union papers yeah they're because of the timeline and they were talking about earlier in the episode that they can't legally get married and they eventually get the civil union papers. It was the year 2000 in Vermont that they legalized that. So what that means to me is that there's only been seven years in between Danny going back to Bly Manor and becoming the lady in the lake again and this wedding. So to me, it would have been almost impossible to explain away the difference between Jamie's character actor versus Hot Mama the, and then and the Owen. age, just age. Age alone. Okay. Because so, it yeah. was only seven years. Seven at, years and true. five years that she spent being happy with. No, no, no. Seven years after that. Like at the end oh, of yeah, the true. civil, the, yeah. the last scene we get with Danny. Yeah. I will say that in the last tub scene with Jamie and Danny, Jamie has like blatant gray hairs. Just like, spread. and I kept oh, going, I do you think notice. they dyed those one by one? Because I was staring at them. And as a 27 year old girl with a full head of gray hair, I have to dye my hair. So like, I, I know what it's like. Because that yeah. right there would have taken place 13 years after they left Bly Manor. Sure. Yeah. It's funny so, to me because that, is the one thing that didn't bother me at all. The actor's not looking the same because Hill House did it with young Hugh and old Hugh. And I was just expecting well, that's it to be okay. different. That's exactly that is like young Hugh is, is old Hugh. Like they are the same human being. Well, whereas this felt like it could go either way. They could have left it up for chance. That's what I, I would have liked if they were not stupid. Okay. We know that Owen is Owen. Show don't tell. Right. Don't show us the younger versions of them in 
her looking at. But at I them. loved it. No, look, it, <laughs> like I mean, it's cute when when Henry and Flora are dancing with each other, and it's the it's Henry with the little Flora. But at the same time, if you don't show that, then you can just leave everything up to interpretation. But we also are not stupid, and we know like okay, that's supposed to be Owen. That's supposed to be you know, and it they put in the credits older Owen, older Miles, older you know. So it's just that's it. That's the end. It's I not over. I agree with you. I, it would have been a little bit better if they did leave it up. We would we would have gotten the confirmation because Jamie would have been confirmed as older Jamie right. by the reflections and stuff. And yeah, you're right. We're not done. We could. I, I completely agree yeah. with that. They should have left but that up. But then we wouldn't have got friggin' Henry Thomas doing <laughs> swirls That's with what little I just Flora. Said. It's cute. But let, me just, <laughs> I, but, but let me let me just say, like, when older Flora says. Hey, that's, you know, I was wondering if it's a coincidence that my middle name's Flora. You know, that was the confirmation that she's Flora. That was enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't yeah. need the, like, the, the corny, I'm going to look around the room and here's the flashes to the young version and they're cheersing me and stuff. I don't need that. I agree with you, man. I, I, I am at least happy that there's some explainable way, and Kathleen, you did a good job of talking about it, that it's not the actors just aged incredibly poorly. Especially Henry, like Jesus yeah, Christ. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's an old, old man yeah. at this point. And literally, it's, yeah, oh my gosh. Honestly, I think Owen looks exactly the same age. Like, the uh, just the, no muzzy. Yeah, like, it, too complete. Obvious. They don't even look anything the same. Nah, but, nah. but we haven't, we're technically, we're not even there yet. So, through, yeah. Owen kind of wrangles everyone to go to bed. He just jumps up and is like, Is that the time? Oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. So, he, he starts. He does walk by and, gets and a sweet give her, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, like an acknowledgement that she understands that that was a hard story for her to tell yeah he shared he and shamey Jamie shares a look and flora stays behind and i fucking love this part i think i don't think they necessarily really needed to give this really intense moment to flora old older flora but i fucking loved it and if you notice so she's american at this point which is what kind of throws you off in the opening scene of the pilot because you're like she's american that can't be flora yeah which is whatever but when her husband is leaving, he says something like, are you okay or something? And she says, I'm perfect. Not perfectly yeah. splendid, but I'm perfect. Mm. And then and then she says, I love you so, which just makes it seem like kind of like British. I don't know. But old Flora's acting is the bomb here. Old Jamie's saying, are you okay? What's on your mind? And she's just talking about how much she loves her like goofy, silly, handsome fiance. I like your story, but you got it wrong at the top. You said it was a ghost story. It's not. It's a love story, which is so true. So she's saying she loves her fiance at this point more than she could ever thought she could love anyone in the entire world. And and the best part about it is he loves her exactly the same sobs. Her sobs are so good during this. She's she kills this. She like got all of her money's worth out of this one. So she's getting upset and thinking about maybe him dying first. And she says something like when we share this easy silence and then this is when the real sobs come in. She says, you only get with your forever person. I was like, ah, <laughs> no one settle here, boys. We don't settle. I don't find settle. your forever person. Step your I forever person. I yeah, her. baby. Before, so then, before we go, go, though, because I do want to bring it up to the attention that when they go in for that close hug, you see the ring that Danny put into the plant on mm. Hot Mama slash Jamie's mm-hmm. hand. So yeah. that's that's if it wasn't already obvious, that's your first explicit sign that it is Jamie. Okay, so I would like to say to my to my listeners, specifically mine, Only that Kathy. I got spoiled on IMDb and I'm so upset. I was I was midway through and I was obsessed with Jamie and the actress, and I needed to know the actress's name. So I IMDb'd it and 
when I was scrolling, I saw Car- under Carla, who is hot mama's name, it said old Jamie. And then I was devastated. So I couldn't ever make this guess. I, I was spoiled the entire time through, which sucks. Boys, when was the moment you realized it? That eh, I started saying that it was a possibility the second Danny died. Exactly. I, that's yeah. when I that's when I got it. Or and it thought. started to click even more with the accent because I was very hung up on it not being an American versus British accent. Like mm-hmm. it couldn't have really made sense that it was Danny. But that was the moment as soon as I it was confirmed that Danny was at the bottom of the lake. Agreed. I got to be honest. It didn't click until they spoon fed it to me. <laughs> I was so, I, if you go back and listen, I've been swinging and missing on like every <laughs> single one of my theories on this <laughs> podcast. And I'm not upset about it because I'm so happy to be surprised at stuff. Yeah. But I looked at my roommate. I was like, are, are they going to spoon feed this to me? Should I have gotten something from that conversation? He's like, yeah, you're going to get there, man. <laughs> oh, he already seen it? Did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He watched it in, in two days. In two days. And I was like, nah, I can watch one and two. Let, yeah. and let me just say later, it's torture like, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This, this show specifically is yeah. the first time where I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's officially I just want to crush it. Been out about 11 days at this point. It's it is Tuesday of the week after it came out. Mm-hmm. And it has been fucking torture. If it wasn't for this podcast, I'd have been done Saturday morning the night it came out. Mm-hmm. It came out on Friday. But we do it for you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I have really enjoyed talking about this show. This Me has too. been a good one. So after we get the embrace and we have the cool Flora is the bride's middle name scene. We're flipping right to the wedding day itself. Well, real quick, does anyone have the quote where she says, I feel like I need to give you a hug or something? Basically, like saying, I don't really know you, but I feel like I need to give you a hug. I mean, you just kind of said it. There's okay. not much that's, of a quote. I don't remember if there's any more to the quote. But the, the, the question is, does she not know who Jamie well, that's is? The, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, that kind of all, bugs like me out. Either. Yeah, first of all, why is Jamie invited to the wedding if she doesn't know her? Why do they know Owen? Why but not Jamie. Why don't they, I mean, do they know Miss Jessel? I guess not. Let me just like, say, Jamie was invited to the rehearsal dinner. You don't get, only yeah. very fan favorites get invited to the rehearsal. She's sitting okay. right next I, to Henry too. Practice meal. If Flora does not know her, I, I would give it a mulligan because Henry does. And Henry, based on that relationship, would make sure Jamie was there. That's also true. And that just clicked as you said, she was sitting next to Henry. She does sit next to Henry. Henry should have been sitting next to Flora though. That explains why I just... You know, the kids should remember Jamie based on the fact that they remember Owen. Right. I, I, so I agree with you there, but the fact that she was at the wedding is explainable. How about- yeah, no, the fact that she's there now that you're saying that, I agree, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I just think it's weird, especially Mrs. Gross, the whole like, oh, she's just a lady that was there when we were there in the summers. Then she did, they definitely shouldn't remember Owen because all he did yeah. was cook for like a couple of years. Well, I, they should remember Jamie and Owen the same way they remember Hannah. Exactly. They were just there. Yeah. Like, like aware of their existence. And it just, them, just sucks that Danny sacrificed everything for them. Yeah. And they don't even know who that. They probably don't know anything about Danny if it's the haunting spells lifted thing. I wasn't on the episode, but there is a moment early on where Jamie takes Flora to bed and Flora looks at Jamie and says, you're the coolest. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you don't remember her. She's the coolest. Yeah. And also, <laughs> let's just talk about the fact that Owen and Henry and are standing there and they and they're this is the night of Flora's wet like yeah. the night before Flora's wedding and this could be like what if Flora just like remembered shit yeah and right ruined her life truly like, <laughs> that is an insane like, story to tell the story and she's wedding. like realized like oh my middle name's Flora wait is this about me like oh shit oh my god <laughs> yeah but she's like how I I thought you were making it up based off of my middle name based off of the name but then I thought how could you know that right and then she says Flora is my middle name and she's like what's her first name me I don't know 
Guess who you're shitting me. You're sh- you're shitting me. No, can't be true. Um, <laughs> As we move along, though, we already <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get us out of there, guys. Uh, so we already touched on it, but the next scene is at the reception following the wedding. Everyone's partying, and Hot Mama is just kind of sitting in the corner, nursing her cocktail, doing whatever, looking out over the party, and she she makes eye contact with older Owen, who g- kind of gives her the nod, and she she looks over at Miles and old Flora and Henry, and it's just flashing between their older selves and the younger selves that Jamie remembers them by, and this is them spoon-feeding us, hey. Spoon-feeding you. Spoon-feeding yeah. <laughs> me. I say us. It's just me. I was the only one that still didn't know. But now I know. <laughs> and yeah, they're the same people that the story was. There's not really much to dissect there. It's pretty straightforward. But then we get Jamie returning to her hotel room and it all just brings it back full circle. We see her going through her new routine. Uh, well, not new, ever since Danny left of filling the bath, filling the sink and checking her mirror. Just waiting for Danny to raising that water bill. Leaving the end. Leaving that door open. Hotel, though. No worries. Getting here. murdered. Leaving the door open a crack. Yeah. Psycho. Anyone can come in. Anyone can come in. But season. let me see if I can stump you guys. She falls asleep in the chair, and then they zoom in on the back of her, and Danny's hand is on her shoulder. Yeah. Damn it! Did you? What? Did no. You, <laughs> you know, what? I did not. Oh I my god! Do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's another thing that people were pissed about. Does that mean that she's actually there? Does that mean? Yeah, that it's, it's kind of weird. Does that mean that she's just like I'll always be there with you? Does that? Well, just I need mean- to reevaluate. <laughs> Holy shit! I watched this an hour and a half ago. So I, yeah. So it's only her hand showing on her shoulder. So there's no like. That's it's it. when they zoom to the. So they zoomed to uh, Hot Mama's front. Then they then they zoom to the back. So you're you're just staring at the back of her head with the cracked door, hotel room door in front of her. And then on her right, it's bare. It's zooming in, and you just see a hand like mm. it's kind of like with young Hugh or old Hugh, old Hugh and uh, Hot Mama. When, yeah, like, she's behind him gotcha. at the wedding. Okay, but you only see the hand. Yeah, but that's it. That's our that's, that's the episode. Anna. I want to just go back real quick. Uh, the first five minutes of the pilot are worth watching after the episode because, of course, that is at the wedding rehearsal and she does wake up alone in the chair. She obviously does it every single night. And I said, it seems unsafe, but whatever. So she does the routine, whatever, but I like Owen's speech. Now that we know it's Owen, you can go back and listen to it. When she enters, she shows up late. She sits next to Henry there. They show like a quick look and Owen's telling this goofy speech about 50% of marriages don't end in divorce, whatever. (laughs) He says, you two get to watch each other die, basically. And then he says... Definitely Owen's personality. Yes. 100%. To truly love another person is to accept that the work of loving them is worth the pain of losing them. And that's it. It's so good. And I just think that that quote is such a great parallel because in Jamie's fucking amazing speech in six, she's basically saying people aren't worth it. People aren't worth it. The flowers are whatever it is. And now she's she's doing this routine every single night because this one person was worth it to her. Mm -hmm. You better stop. It's so good. (laughs) I fucking love this show. I will watch it 10,000 more times Mm -hmm. in my life. Only for the love story. I'm ready to talk about the things I loved and the things let's I do hated. it, Lukey. Let me pour some wine for this. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Hey, here you go. Thank you, sir. Leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's just start with my my basic complaints that there's no answer to. It's just a complaint in general, and there there's no way you're going to convince me otherwise. I thought. <laughs> 
that there I was. I take that challenge. I thought that there was not enough payoff for a couple things. First being specs was not anything to me. That was, hmm. we talked, because in the episode, uh, who was it that was on 5-6? It was me, you, and Dave. We talked about the scene that ends Four. Uh, six, four. Or four. Four is the one four where is specs. Specs. That was my pod. Five is the hand. You don't yeah. see specs again Ever. since four. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Okay. So was the whole entire thing that either one, when she burned the glasses, was that symbolic of her moving on or two, her acknowledging and accepting that she was just going to go full lesbian with Virginia? Okay. I kind of went into this yesterday that I would have dove yeah. so fucking deep into this. But so it's it's half guilt. It's half guilt that she basically killed him. Right. Mm-hmm. So so that's that. But it's it's it is her sexuality. I mean, it's it's coming to terms with her sexuality and actually facing it all together. So I do think her throwing the glasses in the fire and doing the bonfire thing and then her being with Jamie, it does it. it but I just like the idea that the people that come into this house are troubled and susceptible if you're just like a like owen didn't get haunted it's because he's a sweet sweet angel boy and he might not be susceptible you know what i mean it's just like she was haunted before she went to bly in the very first scene well that's what i'm saying she comes already with a guilty and and shady baggage pass yes exactly so i just think that the people that come in with it with something like that are more susceptible to the haunting but my question goes back to what made it go away i but both both facing I, it and being yeah, with Jamie. I, I was fine with it just being symbolism and and her yeah. being with Jamie. But I also don't think anyone was really haunted in the house except the kids, and by Peter and like Jessel. Jessel, like Hannah was just a ghost. Well, Hannah was kind of dumb about the whole thing. Yeah, but what I'm saying <laughs> is like you can live in the house and not be haunted. Well, I mean, Hannah got killed by the ghost, so that well, that's that's Peter. I mean, that's Peter ghost being a ghost. But I'm saying you're not like it's not like Hill House where you're like being like changed by mm-hmm. the house. Yeah. yeah. Got, you know, I don't think they that, had dreams and shit. Only when they're tucked away. No, like Owen. Oh, uh, well, at the end, Jamie I guess, at the yeah. end. All I got to say is if, if that was going to be the end of specs, I'm happy that they did it that early because I mentioned it a lot, even in the first two episodes when we were covering down the podcast, saying that they showed us specs so much early in the season that it had to get resolved sooner rather than later. It was not going to be an episode nine thing. It was going to be, so I'm fine with that. I just didn't, I I seriously just don't think it's that great of a payoff. I almost think they gave it to us because they knew they could present it early and resolve it early. And they wanted to give us some like spooky stuff in the beginning. And a backstory for Danny too, which is cool. And it is a backstory, but I genuinely think they wanted something to get people hooked through the first couple episodes. And and that was it. I think your problem with it is it's similar to the Nell thing. And the Nell thing was just so mind-blowing, phenomenal. Like early, a couple episodes in, you find out, spoiler alert, Ben Neck Lady, mm-hmm. you know? So for this, it's like, oh, there's specs, and that's like kind of a, a little reveal thing, and it's just nothing. Another quick grievance I had with another non-payoff thing that's pretty minor. It doesn't affect my what I think about the overall season, but I mentioned it a little bit earlier, Smiley. I just didn't think he had Every time enough. you say that, I think you're saying Theo's Mr. Smiley. Me too. Oh, yeah. Also, I went in my trunk the other day and there was a smiley in my mirror, of my rear view mirror where I popped my trunk and there was a smiley in my mirror. I was like, well, who the magicians. fuck did that? That's fucking yeah. Oh, that is magicious. <laughs> God, I love no, magicians. but listen, I, 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 <laughs> I said it earlier and Brian 
was trying to play it off like I bought them 10 seconds, but I really felt like Henry was a disappointment. I loved his episode when I got to it in the series. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you were like, that was so good. That was a really good episode, and it did a lot for me, but it, it didn't, it did no a lot for the context of the parents' deaths, which I guess was the point, but, and also like him being Flora's father. Smiley himself didn't pay off. And again, that's going to go back to Kathleen, what you're saying, how it's another psychological thing. It's not a ghost that's haunting him. Right. It's, it's really himself. just him being hammered in his room. So I guess, bad. I guess that also could have been because this is Jamie's, because this is Jamie's retelling her taking that creative freedom to add, Oh, he's being haunted by this alter yeah. ego of himself RGG. It Honestly, it's like kind that. of insane that Jamie's like, I'm going to make this fun. I'm yeah, going to make right? this a really good story. So I guess my <laughs> bottom line is that I'm realizing after two seasons of the haunting, I don't, care for the non-ghost hauntings of things i agree rgg was had the cool you loved rgg though i loved the scene that the house showed her but rgg himself did nothing smiley did nothing for me and specs did nothing for me so i guess i guess that's just where i'm at and maybe i'm expecting too much of a payoff for something that's not that's only going to be internalized by one character and can't possibly be linked to other, like Flora never would have seen Smiley or Specs under any circumstance, even though she could see ghosts. And just for the record, anyone who didn't listen to Hill House, RGG is Ray's glass guy Cheryl's, from season Cheryl's one. Cheryl's uh, yeah. vision she sees of hot yeah. James Lafferty all the time. But that's it. That that those are just my minor complaints that you can't convince me that I'm gonna like because I just didn't like. Sure, it. sure, yeah. sure. I just would like to say as my end thing that I would trust Mike Flanagan with my life. I love him. He can write whatever. He can direct whatever, and I will watch it. I believe in this haunting universe. It's been really it, freaking good. I mean, most of the other twists were fantastic. I would say the best twist of this season for me personally was the Jamie reveal because, and the reason I say that is because. Miles being possessed by Peter was we sniped that from yeah. day one. That Let, didn't that wasn't a twist as much as a cool way of writing something that we saw that they planted seeds for. It was well, a earned payoff. Let's actually bring this up. What other twists were there that we did that actually got us? I I feel like the whole episode eight was sort oh, of a twist on mind itself. Mind blown. I love it. Just the what, explanation just explaining why she's the lady and the explained and- all the ghost origins okay. which i fucking love no, i like that that's too. more of a reveal yeah. not a twist but yeah. i totally agree i mean i'm talking about like versus hill house there was like a lot there's you know? nothing that's going to compare to yeah, like the red the room reveal bent neck lady reveal that kind of stuff was oh, just God, ridiculous just, nothing Whew. is ever going to compare to the bent neck lady reveal yeah. that killed me yeah that, that was the, that that absolutely was the single best me. moment of both of these series like to me yeah. I don't know. I I really I think that this these series do such a good job with building suspense and just each episode giving me something that I'm like, well, I, I I don't think anything could ever top Hill House. I mean, as a first season, it's just incredible. But I thought Bly was right out there for it with me. And, you know, I'm s- such a sucker for a love story, mm-hmm. baby. So, of course, I loved this more. Um, I think it did a really it was received well enough that it's easily getting a season three and hopefully they take in the reviews and the feedback that they're getting between the contrast of season one and season two and make season three i hate to say it but more like season one yeah make season three great again (laughs) (laughs) no i mean season two is good okay kathleen like i mean i okay jimmy what okay kathleen (laughs) no like i liked the end but i just had a problem with they're going for eight episodes with the haunting thing and, and the ghosts and this and that. And then 
15 minutes, that's done. Yeah, but Danny still lived with it until almost the very end. I'm not saying that, Dan- yeah, like, that's fine that Danny lived with it, but I'm saying, like, just everything else about it. Like, Miss Jessel was like, I guess they gave her, like, a good quick thing in the 15 minutes, just saying, Flora, I'll, you know, I'll tuck you away. But, like, I will agree with you that I wish there was a bigger Miss Jessel payout. Peter Quinn can fuck right off. Oh, yeah. But Miss Jessel, the redemption was the Flora thing going waiting into the lake and going to die for her. But I really do like the Jessel stuff was awesome. Like Miss Jessel was the parallel to Danny and she was phenomenal until Peter, the way she was like her personality and everything. Yeah. And then as a ghost, she was like a shell of herself. So I just thought that anything with that, those two were not good until ever. Like, I didn't think at the end it was, they never paid it off. I just don't think they, like she didn't get, the I'm back to Mrs. Jessel kind of thing. No, the story is Peter ruined her. Yeah, well, I just thought that it would be that she would not. I do want to say I don't I want to make sure that I'm on the same page as you guys. Do you hate Peter because we're supposed to or do you hate him how he was written this season? Because no, no, because we were supposed to. Okay, cool. Because he's a bad dude. Oh, I fucking loved Peter Quint as an act. I've fucking. Yeah, Yeah. baby. Oliver Jackson can get it. If I'm looking at it, if I'm stepping back and looking at it, I think if you're just looking at episodes one through seven, which doesn't count, doesn't count the black and white episode in the finale. I think Peter's character was the driver of it all. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, I, he was. I fucking I'm, hate I'm him. Happy. Okay, cool. cool Love cool. to hate same him. Same page. Same page. For the dollhouse, to me, and I could be completely fucking wrong. The pieces, like a chessboard, kind of would change via where everyone is in the house. It wasn't that Floor could move somebody, and that human no, moved. No, it's figment showing her where everyone is. Yeah. Is that what you guys think that's it is? It's I always it the little kid always oh, moving yeah. it. Well, I, yeah, that's I guessed it before we even knew. And I, I kind of I, I thought be... it just kind of moved itself. And then sometimes no. I don't know. I love that you guys are calling him figment. <laughs> I got it from them. I don't just I don't got know. an email. My ballots on the way. Everybody out there vote. Yeah, baby, you got to vote. I just took it as figment was helping her. But what's the point? It's only like, why move everyone around if all the ghosts are fine, except for a lady in the lake. But I, I just, I'm just saying, I thought that the dollhouse was such a cool thing, and I was waiting for the ghost to be a little bit more of a thing. And really, the only ghost that mattered was the Peter and Jessel and Lady in the Lake. Yeah, true. I mean, they're showing. But us- I think that there's a kind of poetry in that that none of them wanted it, and yet they uh, had to they were, fucking. They had be their it. moments as being alive to serve their part of the story. So them just being there while they did focus a little bit too much on them for them yeah. not to have a payoff. It made sense that they were there. Respect. When they first showed the dollhouse and you're like, B times went off on this sweet thing being like, this is look looking at it, the still shot saying like, this is where this person is. This is where that person is. This is this ghost. This is that ghost. But it really doesn't matter. It, okay. So let me attack that for a little bit because I did mention one thing when I think it was me, Brian and Dave's episode uh, five, six, we were talking about it's Henry's episode. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because he talked about when he was a kid, he had his own personal soldier ghost. And I said specifically on that podcast that if we don't see that soldier ghost again, that was enough payoff for me because the soldier ghost was in Bly Manor and shown to be in the dollhouse. Yeah. And it was Henry's ghost who he mentions to Flora when they're talking about figment and it's, and we never see him again. So like, that's part of the little things that I guess the dollhouse did because, you know, the plague, the plague doctor was there a lot in episode one. But he just didn't looked like a- he was stalking them the whole time. Agreed. In episode one. But I'm going to cut you off because the soldier, if you listen to the pod 
episode three when the police officer comes in and he's talking to uh, yeah, he's Danny. Right he's chilling. At okay, the yeah, but I so mean, he's like, he didn't so have... he's there. I'm he fine with this? the soldier. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see the soldier. He didn't on just standing there. At the but door. he didn't have a backstory, right? Why? No, was yeah. I'm just yeah. I think I figured out what my problem was. Like my problem was that I was expecting season one, like a Hill House, and like you're saying, it's not a ghost story; it's a love story. So I think that the main focus, I just had one expectation, mm-hmm. came out with another. And I wasn't it just wasn't what I expected, even though if I know what it is now, I still think it's a really good show. Yeah. You know, and wait, while we're talking about this, speaking of ghosts outside of episode one, I didn't see almost anything. There is one soldier so much. And then the soldier I saw, there was the the little the little figment kid you see here and there sometimes. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, yeah, it wasn't like Hill House at all. I don't know. I, I just don't. I'm trying not to compare it at all. I just loved it. I really liked it. Tags, you haven't talked in 30 minutes. What's it's up, just dude? because I don't have like these gripes. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, like I'm not trying to seek out these holes in the show Me because neither. I think it's okay that there are holes. Yeah, I, I'm satisfied. Yeah. yeah, and I know that that's why make, we have us all in the pod. That doesn't make for terrific podcast content, but I, I'm just all good with it, you know? And I think it it speaks to, like, what purpose would the other ghosts have? They just got fucked. They didn't have any say in it, and they're just accepting their fate. They're yeah. like, what can they do? Well, that's, that's, that's the, the problem. That's yeah, the that's point. the problem. Okay, I'm saying the problem, that the, the problem they is that they, they should have. No, no, I'm saying oh. the problem is that the reveal was that they're nothing. But again, I'm going to say it again. I feel like there's some poetry in that. It's, I feel like they got they got that. But, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like now that I know what kind of show this season was, I'm I'm good with it. Like the, the point of the show mm-hmm. wasn't the ghosts. It's not a ghost story. That's the point of the like show. How season one was. Right. That. Right. Okay, now I'm, I'm with fine with it. Saying. But I'm just saying when I was watching the first four episodes and it was about the dollhouse and I'm looking for the ghosts and I'm going, holy shit, what's the mystery? What's the mystery? I was so pulled in by it. And then I started to realize that it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, oh, I don't know if I care as much. Oh, I just, oh man, I was so invested right off the jump. Again, like I, I said. You explained yourself really well there. I, I can totally see both sides. Yeah. I've switched in my head in the last five minutes going yeah. back and forth <laughs> thinking, what the fuck? Where do I stand? And I think it needs to be said that when we have any of these problems with it, it's still a great show. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. I'm the one bringing up a lot of these issues, but I stand by it. This show is is really good. I yeah. would recommend this to anyone. I, I would almost want to say watch this one before Hill House. No, yeah. I wouldn't only because Dave is doing that right now and I think he's missing out by not have seen it, seeing Hill but, House first. Um why? You're saying that because you think Hill House is better and you don't want Bly to suffer from that, but yes, I think I think it loving Hill House and it being so incredible makes Bly better. Bullseye. Well, that is just saying that the reason you like Bly is because is a Hill residual so effect because of Hill. And that takes away no, from Bly. It's, it, it doesn't because it's the way they tell the story. It is the actors. You're, you're right. But I totally get what you're say, saying. I think it's more of like, I loved Nell so much. So when I, what's the actress's Danny. name? Oh, Victoria Petretti. Victoria. Once I found out she was the protagonist of this, I was just like, awesome. Love Nell. Love her in this. Great. When I found out Theo was playing the lady in the lake, I was just like, I'm so on board for this character. Immediately, like, because I fell in love with the premise and the characters and the actors, really, in Hill House, I went into this with such a positive attitude. This would have had to be a pretty bad product for me to dislike it. Luckily, it was a good product that they put out. Yeah. 
And my love for Hill House just made me like it probably more than I otherwise would have. So yeah, I agree with you. And it was the intended sequence of what you're supposed to watch it. It's it even though it's anthology, it's still season one, mm-hmm. season two. So I think that that was the intended benefit of it. Honestly, I I really oh man, baby, little, I love them both. I mean, we're gonna have a good personal anecdote of this when Dave finishes Hill House. Yeah, which he's a couple episodes away so we'll ask him at what he thought about Bly when comparing it to Hill House when we compare that to what we thought about Hill House compared to Bly I mean listen Nell was incredible in season one Victoria Pedretti as Nell and then you listen to her and people are complaining about her accent and it but honestly I was like that accent is insane and I think she's an amazing actress because mm-hmm. I know that's not her fucking voice she's just putting on that accent she's from our area so you know she talks like us I know <laughs> she's talking about fucking Philly ass Delco ass accent water, dude. she drinks water yeah oh right, wait so we pretty much did this at the end of season one Hill House podcast I just want to talk we don't have to get too into it because the characters are a little bit favorite character on three. Yeah, I, I just wanted to know what everyone's thinking okay. was. Least favorite character on three and favorite character right, on three. Give me a second but here. that's all we're gonna do. We're not gonna dive into the characters. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, also, which one are we going least favorite, or favorite, favorite? First, favorite? Wait, wait, first. give me a second. Favorite first. I got it. Three, two, one. Jamie. Oh, Jamie, Jamie, Owen. Owen. You supposed to own my man. Hey, that's my boy. Okay, so me and Luke said Jamie, (laughs) and Jimmy and Tag said Owen. And honestly, both of them. I don't think Owen was was enough of a main. He's a supporting character. He's not a main a main main. But honestly, neither is Jamie. So until the end, Jamie's main main more main main than she becomes main main. But Jamie Owen was more of a main main before Jamie was main. Honorable mentions. I just want to see gauge your reaction just by me saying them. I thought Henry before. Once I got to Henry's episode, I was all in for him. He kind of tailed off at the end, but I really liked Henry's character and I really liked Viola, Viola, mm, whatever. I'm yeah. Flora and Danny all the way as my second tier. Danny, I like Flora. See, I in Hill House, Danny was my or Nell was my favorite character. I thought she was incredible by acting far. here. Agreed. I still think she was great in this, but I did not. I wouldn't put her as top three. Like I put Owen above her as well. I almost want to say she's above Hannah. But. Mike Flanagan, I guess, or whoever's doing the casting, just knows how to get young kids who can act i know right the the haunting universe kids rock all of them okay now least favorite on three but you gotta give me one second least favorite wait 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 wait. character Character, not acting yeah character not acting okay wait 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 um okay three Three, two two, one one. did we all say Peter and you said Rebecca? I said Rebecca. Hey, Peter. Yeah. Peter. I Rebecca almost, was. I almost said Miles. Honestly, oh, I, just yeah. I didn't really like Miles. I like Flora way better. Well, the only Miles. reason you don't like Miles yeah. is because it's fucking cunt ass Peter. Yeah, he's being a twat. Okay, that's so true. That's true. Wait, but that Luke. Was... So you, <laughs> Luke, you said Rebecca is your least favorite character of all the main characters. Soon as, like, as yeah. soon as she becomes. Uh, under under the spell of Peter yeah. and then the ghost. Yes, I would have. I also I think she just she did enough as a ghost to even like even though she backed off of Flora, she didn't do shit to really help. Exactly, I agree. That's yeah. what I was saying. My problem You're was too. Wrong. She she thought, she was going to take away the pain of drowning. Sure. Well, she saved Danny and Flora at the end. I mean, she did. She yeah, saved like, them. She did. You when she, she was tied up, when Danny was tied up, she's like, get Flora the fuck out yeah, of here. If it wasn't for Flora uh, being like... You. She could have done way more way sooner to probably save Miles, too. I mean, Miles yeah. is freaking sitting there, and the dollhouse is showing that Peter's standing over his bed as he sleeps every freaking night. Miss Jessel could be like, 
Hey, bro, let's like get the hell out of here for a little bit. True. You know? For the record, Peter murdered Rebecca in cold blood. So, yeah, well, and he was a little and bitch. Hannah. And he was a little bitch and left. No, but the... I'm saying for Rebecca's personality, uh, she's fucking right, right. depressed. And we are not going to be covering the haunting <laughs> of Bly Manor anymore. This is the finale, obviously. <laughs> we had a great time doing it, though. I think we all enjoyed the show maybe some more than others i don't know jimmy and jimmy and luke are pretty pretty grumpy over here well, I, <laughs> I kid i kid because i care as always if you like what you heard give pinchtown tv a follow on twitter and instagram and subscribe to our show on spotify and the apple podcast app once again we are Binchtown tv and, and thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. you're listening to the geekscape network 